Forbidden and banned, the bane of bureaucrats, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction. Flying under the radar and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Yoda, and hello. Welcome to Liberty Now. This is the podcast for discerning minds and common sense, where we seek the truth and can think for ourselves. I'll be here dropping truth bombs and chatting with you about stuff that matters to you and me and all of us who care about liberty and freedom. I'm your host, John Verd, trainer, piper, Navy diver, and liberty lover. Thank you for stopping by. Please be sure to subscribe and get the show notes for this episode at libertynow.com. All right, today's episode number 46, I believe. Is the Pope a Catholic? Trigger warning. If you can't handle discussions about religious topics, this episode may not be for you. It does not criticize Christianity in general. So if that's a problem for you, that's okay with me. I don't believe in forcing any opinion or worldview on anyone. Liberty Now is all about freedom of expression and freedom of thought. However, if you are at least a little open-minded, you will recognize that this episode is actually an honest, objective criticism of the current state of church doctrine, in particular, the current Pope Francis. So back to my question, is the Pope a Catholic? That used to be a rhetorical question, an expression to affirm the obvious. It's been a favorite witticism of one of my aunts, a staunch Catholic. These days, however, that may be an actual legitimate question. Back in February of 2018, I wrote an article about Pope Francis capitulating to the communist Chinese government on the appointment of bishops. As reported in the Wall Street Journal, quote, Pope Francis has decided to accept the legitimacy of seven Catholic bishops appointed by the Chinese government, a concession that the Holy See hopes will lead Beijing to recognize his authority as the head of the Catholic Church in China, according to a person familiar with the plan, end quote. A delegation from the Vatican asked Bishop Peter Zhuang Jianjiang and Bishop Joseph Guo Jin to step down and make way for party-approved bishops. This is a complete U-turn of policy. Historically, the papacy has refused to recognize state-appointed bishops. Benedict XVI wrote regarding China that the desire of the state to, quote, place themselves above the bishops and to guide the life of the ecclesial community does not correspond to Catholic doctrine, end quote. It would be inherently contradictory for the Vatican to be unable to select its own bishops. Not only is this reversal a betrayal of the underground Catholics, but completely contrary to basic Christian philosophy. Stephen Mosher, author of The Bully of Asia, has said about the decision, quote, On a scale of evil from 1 to 10, this was a 10. Absolute evil. Crosses are currently being ripped off the top of churches, and home church leaders are being arrested and tortured. Any political party that will kill 400 million of its own unborn citizens will stop at nothing to achieve its goals. 
Adding fuel to the fire, Archbishop Marcelo Sanchez Sorondo recently praised China while denouncing America. He was quoted in the Italian newspaper La Stampa, quote, Those who best realize the social doctrine of the church at this time are the Chinese. They seek the common good, subordinating all things to the general good, end quote. If the Chinese government best understands the social doctrine of the church at this time, then we are living in Orwellian times. This brutal totalitarian government is anything but the model of Christian behavior. Communist China continues to have one of the worst human rights records in the world, as repeatedly demonstrated through its one-child policy, resulting in millions of forced abortions, to the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre, which slaughtered an estimated 10,000 of its own people. And despite the claims that it has stopped, China may still be harvesting organs from its political prisoners and continues to persecute religious groups. Divide and Conquer In a climate of increasing division, this is inexplicable coming from the leaders who claim that they want to unify God's people. As noted in the Catholic Herald, quote, Catholics in the country are currently split between those in the underground church who are loyal to Rome and those in the government-backed Patriotic Catholic Association, which appoints bishops without Vatican approval. In so doing, the Pope has only contributed to further division. This decision legitimately brings into question whether the current Pope truly represents the spirit of Catholicism. Now fast forward to 2023. The now deceased Pope Benedict has claimed in a book of posthumous essays that he didn't abdicate to Francis. So if he's not the true Pope, doesn't that make Francis the anti-Pope? Add to that this news. You may or may not have heard it when it happened, but check this out. Just hours after Pope Benedict XVI announced his surprise resignation, a giant lightning bolt struck the top of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. I'll play that video right now so you can just check it out for yourself. A sign from God. Just hours after the Pope announced his surprise resignation, the heavens over Rome opened and the top of St. Peter's Basilica was struck by lightning. As the sky was lit up by the huge bolt, it led to speculation as to whether Benedict XVI's boss was less than happy with the news. The apparent divine intervention came as the 85-year-old pontiff sent shockwaves through the church on Monday after announcing his retirement, the first pope to do so in 700 years, saying he no longer had the mental or physical strength to carry on. I'm also going to post a link to this video and the other articles that I reference in the show notes at libertynow.com under this article. So in this last book by Benedict, he warned about the attack on Christians. According to an article by Thomas D. Williams, in the second chapter of the book, Benedict addresses the, quote, growing intolerance towards Christianity in the West, often carried out in the name of tolerance itself. Quote, 
The intolerance of this apparent modernity towards the Christian faith has not yet turned into open persecution, he wrote, but it represents itself in an ever more authoritarian manner aiming to achieve with the legislation that follows the extinction of what is essentially Christian. Benedict warned of a radical manipulation of human beings and the distortion of the sexes by gender ideology, all in the name of tolerance. And I'll also, side note here, mention that this is him writing uh, back prior to uh, Pope Francis, and we have seen more and more persecution now. And while he says it may not have yet turned into open persecution, I would argue that we are there now. So while we're talking about that, Timothy Gordon, a Catholic apologist, has also criticized the Pope. In a recent podcast, Gordon gives evidence as to how Francis is leading Christians astray when he called for a, quote, intertwining of all religions. I'll post the video uh, podcast link and the video link to that uh, in the show notes at libertynow.com as well. Right now, I'd like to play about a 10-minute clip from his podcast. Have a listen to this. And for the first 10 years, the first decade of this pontificate, he's been insinuating as much as he can insinuate without falling over the cliff. And then he just got kind of trapped. He's like, look, I said as much your religion doesn't matter stuff or all religions are the same stuff. As I could say, in my first six years from 2013 to 2019, then I did the Abu Dhabi document and that pushed me even a little bit further, right next to, right in the space abutting, this is religious relativism total religious syncretism. And so he's just been chilling in that space for 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. And now in early 2023, he has said the contents of the title of this video. He has said that all religions should increasingly intertwine. And he did this as he thematically connected this topic and Category B's topic, the LMNOP stuff, because he was teaming up with, I think, an Anglican bishop, Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby. And they were joining forces and saying more stuff about decriminalization. So it appears that, that now, what is it? February 13th is the decade mark of when, France, uh, of when Benedict retired. Now on that decade mark, he's prepared to start a new decade as Pope not playing the incrementalism games anymore. The synod on synodality on at least these two issues, there are other issues too, is going to be the coming out party. Catholic sexual ethics are going to be different from 2023 onward. They're the same, always the same from 0 AD to 2023, but we are going to make them officially different this year with this subversive revolution, the October Synod. It's interesting that he pushed the, the end Synod date back from October 2023 to October 2024. I think he felt he needed one more year. It's very telling, and I've talked about that in other shows, you see. But same thing with regard to this subtexting he's been doing for 10 years now, saying, your faith doesn't matter proselytizing is, is wrong. 
It's a mortal sin. If you proselytize, you're the one that needs conversion, not the atheist you're proselytizing. And yes, for the Pope Splainers out there, he has stipulated. He stopped just using the P word, proselytize, which means to evangelize the wrong way or forcibly. He said, no, even convincing someone, like rationally, of your faith is a sin. You are not allowed to evangelize. Convincing someone rationally of your faith, of your Christian faith, is evangelizing. It is the purpose of the church. It is the subject of the Great Commission in Matthew's Gospel. And Francis says, the subtext is strongly, the paraphrasing is, Jesus was wrong. We're not allowed to evangelize. We are not to spread the gospel around the globe. And now, this week and in today's sort of coming out headline, I'm reporting from LifeSite, reiterating the belief that religions must unite in service of brotherhood. Ah, now we see why. Francis is a total... It appears to be a total religious relativist. This does not seem possible. I I can't inflect my voice. I, I'm not a trained actor, okay? So I can't inflect my voice in order to reflect the amount of crisis this wreaks on the church. Just 100%. Same thing with the LMNOP stuff. He's doing it all at once. It is a total revolution. It is total smasonry. There's nothing else I can tell you. You either get it now or you don't. The whole point of everything he's done is to point us to this point in time. That 2023, Benedict XVI is dead. Oh, by the way, reports coming out of Rome that Holy Monday will be the day that Francis completely does away with the, the, the TLM in all of its forms. Across four sacraments, it's going to be Holy Monday. So this is, uh, what was it? Uh, execute Order 66, Darcidius says, or is it 86? I'm, I'm forgetting. Someone correct me in the chat. He's executing Order 80, or we'll call it Order 86. So, Order 666. Francis is executing Order 666. Okay, it's, it's just clear. That's what he's doing. Benedict's dead. He's going to move to kill the Latin, the TLM completely. He's going to, it, it appears, if you look at what the meaning of his words are in the last month and what the meaning of the Heiner Wilmer elevation to the doctrinal chief of the church means, it's Roman Catholicism. This is what Francis is attempting to say. Roman Catholicism as the unique expression of God's one church on earth is wrong. Roman Catholicism as the unique expression of the correct moral theology, particularly with teachings on sex ethics, is wrong. This is a new gospel. It's a, Of course, we know it's a false gospel. We know the gates of hell won't prevail against the church, but we don't know exactly how the gates of hell won't prevail against the church when this guy is Pope. I don't claim to know. Pope Francis once again championed the notion of fraternity, the Masonic notion, 
through interreligious action in various ecumenical speeches over the weekend. Both in his ecumenical pilgrimage of peace and in his message for the International Day of Human Fraternity, two separate events over the weekend. Pope Francis recently called for religions to increasingly intertwine in the service of brotherhood. Religions are not in the service of man-to-man brotherhood, man-on-man brotherhood. Religions subserve the proper worship of God. It is a justice matter, giving to God what is due to him. And he just, he's explicitly saying it all over the document, in service of man-to-man brotherhood. Man-to-man is hard brackets. Sometimes when I'm reading these articles, I add like a hard bracket, Tim thought, or stipulator, and I have to be more careful when I'm adding a hard bracket. In service of brotherhood means human relations, one with the other, is the purpose of religion, and this is wrong. Over the past few days, writes LifeSite, Pope Francis has once more renewed his often-spoken calls for increased interreligious dialogue and activity. That's fruity, but fine. Reawakening concerns that leading prelates have made in the wake of such statements over the years. So, the first call by Francis for religions to intertwine came during Francis' recording February the 4th, video message for the third International Day of Human Fraternity. So the the first one that's really, really new and specific. The first call for actually break down the barriers between all religions. Not just Christian ecumenism between us and Protestants and Orthos. That's one thing. I mean, it's, it's a whole other topic. But with the other religions that worship all the false gods and demons anyway, Say what you like about our Protestant brothers and sisters. They're really confused. But they worship Jesus as part of the Trinity. Francis is calling, basically, to intertwine our faith with that of pagans, with that of polytheists, who are worshiping actual demons, whether they know it or not. You see? This is as serious as it gets. And I don't know if a pope can even do this. The legitimacy of the Francis Catholicism pontificate is never been more under question. So this call, which he made the video message for the third International Day of Human Fraternity, Masonic idea, is born out of his 2019 Abu Dhabi document on human fraternity. He said God wills the diversity of religions, meaning God wants the pagan false faiths worshiping demons. And then what was it? Uh, uh, Archbishop Schneider called him out and he said, oh, I meant in God's permissive will, not his wise will. But then he repeated the error a, a year and a half later. Remember that? So now he's repeating the error again. This Abu Dhabi document stated that a pluralism and diversity of religions is willed by God. And he did not say willed in his permissive will. He said willed. The the general presumption is when you say something's willed by God, you mean in his wise will, his wise will, what he actually wants, not what he merely allows that's evil. Francis's video was also to mark the awarding of the accompanying Zayed Prize for Human Fraternity. 
See all this fraternity business? That is Masonic. His statement mentioned God, but did not mention Christ or Catholicism. This is how we know he means all religions should unite, not just the non-Christian faiths. Context clues. Use context. Instead, Francis spoke in a much more abstract manner, describing the purpose of religion as, quote, reminding us that man's destiny goes beyond earthly goods and lies in a universal horizon. Very, very New Age Masonic language. Doesn't get more New Agey and Masonic than that. A universal horizon. You don't know exactly what this means, and you're not intended to, but you can liken it to a million other turns of phrase from the New Age or the Masonic movement, calling us to really break down in our own minds all the barriers with all the religions. They're not real, right? This is what atheists say. All the religions are basically the same. No, they couldn't be any more different. They couldn't be any more different. Christianity is utterly different from all the other faiths. It's radically different. The other faiths all worship multiple gods and they, they welcome worshiping the new Roman emperor because the more the merrier, right? Christianity is utterly different. Christianity does not tell you how to get in, ahead in life like Hinduism or Buddhism. It tells you self-sacrifice. tells you self-sacrifice. Lay down your life for others. Love your enemies. The other faiths are radically unlike ours. They're the opposite of ours. Protestants, Orthodox, Catholic, um, particularly with the Protestants, we have big differences about how to, what, what the implications are, but we all do agree about this stuff. But the other faiths are radically different. Francis, on the other hand, argued that religions must be at the service of fraternity and consequently they must, quote, enrich each other. This means that Catholicism, the one true faith, should draw from false faiths. He wrote, he said this, religions in order to be at the service of fraternity, and he's not wrong in, in terms of what he said. He's wrong to have thought this is the point of religion, but he's right. Religions in order to be at the service of fraternity need to engage in dialogue with each other, to get to know each other, to enrich each other. That means you were supposed to take things from other faiths. And above all, to develop that which unites and to collaborate for the good of all. So he's right. If the point of religion is to be at the service of fraternity, meaning, hey, I want to be homeboys with some Hindu guy who's not a Christian. That's fraternity. That's what he means by fraternity. We, we, we're, we're different, but we're acting like we're alike. If that were the point of religion, then we would need to engage in dialogue where we emphasize likenesses rather than differences. We would need to get to know each other, to enrich each other, be like, hey, let's take, let's take a couple of, uh, I don't know, the gods from Hinduism. You know, they have, like, they have like 50 million gods, the Hindus. Let's take a few of their gods, and maybe they'll take our doctrine of, you know, charity. This is what they've basically done anyway. Um, that would be correct if the purpose of the Christian religion were fraternity. But guess what? It's not. Fraternity grows out of Christianity between Christians, between and among Christians. And it does involve even Christians helping to give donations to sometimes not even Christians. 
It doesn't mean we, we borrow the religion or the religious idols, the demons being worshipped by, say, pick any of these other polytheisms. LifeSite writes, without highlighting the Catholic Church, the Pope called for, quote, various religious traditions to draw from its own spiritual heritage to make a great con contribution to the service of fraternity. The point of religion is not fraternity. If it were, then you could follow what Francis is doing to a T and, and accomplish it. He wants religions to be all one. He's a globalist. By now, I don't see any other way to look at it. I believe Francis is deliberately leading Catholics astray. In the name of ecumenism, he is pushing acceptance of ideologies far out of bounds of Christianity. I believe he aims to lead the future one world religion under the banner of the coming one world government. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thank you for listening. And until next time, be good, do the right thing, and keep asking questions.